All right, welcome to Texas and 15 days to flatten the curve, yeah. baby. <laughs> one year, one year in, man. Yeah, one year in. Yeah. It's like Groundhog Day. You can start this segment <laughs> off. Levi, start us off. No, well, yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. Joe's with us here for now, and Kevin's here with us again. So welcome to Kevin. I love having Kevin here. I'm back. So Kevin's I'm back. back. He, he loves you. <laughs> I love, love Kevin. Well, hey, no, no. Joe has actually had some priceless moments, I'd say. Here, oh, you yeah. Know, man, I, I will for say, sure. Joe. There was the end of one segment we did where you were like, Legalize marijuana. <laughs> Legalize it. You know, we all got super pumped up. You know, yeah. I think Ke- I think that was when Kevin was here. Yeah, yeah I, I think that was now. it. That was great. All right, but go ahead, Lee. No, Bob, yeah, so. no. I think we you know we're we're pumped up tonight. We have reason to be a little pumped up tonight, is because you know we just got word here in Texas that our our governor has kind enough that he is finally going to lift our mask mandate and open businesses up back to one hundred percent and one hundred percent capacity. I should clarify that. Uh, but that is, you know, that's I, part of I it think, as well. No, you know, I hey, that's yes, that is part of it. He, yeah, he not only is it lifting the mask mandate, it's also opening up businesses. So businesses, 100%. like the the people who paid for their yeah, businesses, can actually open people it up. People who own businesses. Oh, wow. Governor Abbott just gave them permission to open their own businesses up. Good man. Permission. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank our overlord, <laughs> Governor Abbott. Now, but anyway, you know, hey. Credit where credit's due. Yeah. It's cool that he came out and finally. Yeah, I think I think that he saw how much uh, praise and how and how I, I don't want to say Ron praise. DeSantis. Ron yeah, DeSantis. Absolutely. I think he saw yeah. Ron, Ron no DeSantis doubt. and he said, "I want to be that guy." <laughs> yeah. Well, plus, and we can just say that uh, 2022, the political running for his next office has begun. Oh this. yes. <laughs> because, yes. You know, we, the people that that would like to wear a mask and, and will continue to wear a mask and the businesses that will continue to enforce the mask mandate even after this, uh, they're not going to vote for Greg Abbott either way. So he might as well piece his base, you know, like and figure out what he's really all about and really go for that. And I, I think it's a good idea. Uh, y'all have thoughts, Kevin? I just, uh, did he issue a statement? Did he issue? Yeah, like, yeah he came today. out. Yeah, on public. What did, he, he just, what did he say? Like, did he say anything other than like, yeah, the mask mandate's lifted? No, I mean, he just came out. It was a pretty, I mean, when it came to, like, what he said, like was pretty. I didn't uh, watch I'm sorry to I didn't watch the entire 20-minute speech. We but saw I what we wanted he, to he hear. Said he, yeah, yeah, he <laughs> said, you know, Texas should be a shining star among the union and whatnot. You know, your typical Texas governor speech. Yeah. Well, like, uh, about time, man. That's a good yeah, question. No. Yeah, that's a good you question, know, though. What did he really, what else did he I, say? I wasn't, I'm, I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to no put way, you that's on a the great spot. Question, like, I was trying to, I'm trying to figure out, like, what, what did, what, how does he, I wonder how he really feels. Like, did he, did he, like, I wonder if he really supported it. So you many know, people yeah. went along with it. I really think he did, you know. I mean, uh, Greg Abbott, you know, he's a Republican, and and uh, the whole time, I mean, I think he probably had people looking over his shoulder, you know, whispering into his ear. Yeah, and the pro- and, the problem with politicians know, is they give, especially the mainstream politicians, they're not really like they're not really built in foundation. It seems like to me, from my perspective, right. at least, is it seems like they're more like they'll go with the tide, and whatever the people, whatever they feel like the. The gauges of the people, maybe that's their job. So I think when, like, the mask, like, when it started to become a, a, a national thing, I, he, he was late. We were a little late right. on the mask thing. I mean, he didn't push it as early as other people did, but... No, that, he kind of sat back and he, let yeah, it kind of Yeah, he's develop. kind of a follower. Again, yeah. I think again, I think he sees Ron DeSantis, and I think he sees CPAC yeah. and how they were all talking about the mask. 
and uh, we'll get into that kind of later. But uh, I, I, we all should watch his uh, speech yeah. that he gave today and actually see what else he said. It, I guess it'd be interesting. But it also shows how uneventful our governor really is. I think he's not really too popular, no. to be honest with you, and it kind of makes me a little <laughs> nervous. Well, that's what I was going to say. You know, with the I guess governor, it doesn't. I don't with, care. With yeah. the governor race coming up in 2022, I think that – if anybody, even sl- even sl- with even slightly more name recognition than Greg Abbott gets on there, I think Abbott's, he's out of there, man. Yeah, and let me say this, too. I, I guess we'll go to, I want to clarify on the mask, what I feel about it is like, you know, it's been a long year for a lot of people, right? And, uh, man, I just think that with the mask thing, I mean, I look, I went to Luchenbach the other day, and my wife and I went out together and... You know, when we walked in, it's outside, so you didn't have to have a mask on. But when you went inside buildings, you have to have a mask on. And uh, that was, you know, okay, that's fine, right? But then you see people, you know, if you go order a drink, you have to put a mask on. But you see people, I'm serious, man. There's people who pull their mask down to smoke their cigarette pull their mask back up. People who pull their mask down to take a drink and pull their mask back up. They, they take their mask off, they ball it up with their hands, put it in their pocket, start shaking everybody's hand, take their mask out, put it back on their face. <laughs> it's, it's ineffective, and it's fucking scary. It's almost so the opposite. People... It's almost oh, the opposite yeah. in some ways. It's actually Brilliant. almost, because now you're taking some with all those germs, putting it right on your mouth. I saw this with my own eyes. I was And so, I think it's just run its course for me, and Kevin, you can, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah, I, it, it, no, for I me, it's, it's, it's over. It's you know? scary how many people just went along with it just because, like, just because everybody was doing it, everybody saw it on their social media, they felt like they had to go get masks. And I get the businesses, they had to have the mask sign at the door so they could do business. That's that's fucked up, man. That is really messed that's up. Not, that's not cool. You hit cool. on a huge point there. The, the politicians actually use the businesses to enforce this law. Exactly. I've never seen that before. Not just the oh, businesses, they well, use the people, a... they find the people that will follow. Not a, you know people that follow that they're searching for something to save them because of the world we live in, yeah. right. and they 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 look at the politicians. Some look left, some look right, some are right, some are wrong. Uh, but the talking about the mask and everything, this thing would be gone already if they were to let it run its course, just run its course. Yep. You know, yeah, right. A lot more people would probably died doing that. I, I don't mean, think so, yeah, man. Yeah, I don't. I, mean, I don't. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's no. true. Yeah, if, I if don't the just... whole deal about it is I don't know. All I can state is what I think. You know what? And that's that's with each right. one of us. You know, everybody yeah. here you're yeah, just sure, basically sure. stating uh-huh. what you think because you're not a doctor. You're, you know, we're not, I'm not a doctor. I don't know how that stuff spreads. You sure? You know? Right. Yeah, but I heard the other day that there were people that were, like, kissing with masks on. Like, that's fucking weird, right? Well, that's yeah. not <laughs> I mean, well, and one could argue... Like, yeah, that, go ahead, Levi. Strange, you know, yeah, that is weird. You know, yeah. Okay, it, but here's the deal. If you're no smarter than that mask, you probably need to wear it. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. <laughs> you need a helmet. Well, I mean, did, did, you all saw, like, the pictures of the band students... Wearing masks, but masks that were modified so that they could play their instruments through. In a bubble, you know. They're in, yeah, and, and yeah, that, that was another. That, that was a bubble. different picture. Oh, okay. Yes, they also have the one. Yeah, if you're in your little tarp bubble, then you can take your mask off. Uh, I also saw where this, there were schools doing a uh, uh, 
rewards for uh, mask breaks. Like for little kids, you know, for elementary school kids. You know, they were doing like a little, you know how when we were in school, we'd do the little sticker system for getting, you know, good behavior and whatnot. Well, now they're getting a little sticker system for mask breaks. They get a little sticker system so they can breathe fresh air. Wow. What a luxury. Just, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you it know, is a luxury, but it, damn. You know, I mean, it's who insane. controls that luxury? And, uh, you know, one thing I really did want to talk about, though, uh, with, with regards to all this, because I think, who was it? One of you guys brought up the point earlier that it's the businesses. The, yeah, that the government. Yeah, the businesses are enforcing this, you know, and that's because, you know, we live in an age of, of uh, really corporatism. You know, and that is where the go- the government and business is hand in hand. You know, they they're well, the that's... same boot, and it it's really it goes all the way from from uh, social media, how they collect our data, they track us on there, and but it also leaks clear right down into your mom and pop shops who go they right have no along. choice. They yeah. have no choice. Oh, they yeah. really have no they, choice. They have no choice. They have to put the thing. Uh, uh, re- in, in, re- really, real quick to this point, and then I'll, I'll go back to Kevin because I know you want to say something too, but. Uh, you know, what you're going to see to me right now is you're going to see clearly there's going to be a divide. There will be businesses that are going to enforce the mask mandate oh, still. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. there will be a clear divide on what political side people are on. And it will do more almost to separate in that regard to, to me in some ways. But do you want to say something? If, the, if it was the vision that they, were, that they set out to accomplish, then that's what they accomplished. Yeah. What, what, yeah. what I don't like about it is government should never be able to tell the people when they can conduct business to provide for their families or to, to government should not be able to tell you when to do that or how to do that. Right. And they did. And with no regard. Uh, yeah. 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 No, that was really the, that, yes. I mean, I, I mean, when we live in the, the most disturbing thing. Yeah. About this yeah, whole absolutely. Thing. And I, I, I went the with year that. of 2020 with hardly any work. And I've had a business for a long time, and I ain't never had a year like I did in 20. Do you know why? Donald Trump. Donald Trump. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. I'm just kidding. No. I'm just kidding. No. I, didn't, I didn't take that Donald shot. Trump. You know, they, I mean, we're going to blame him for everything. Okay, real quick, real quick. We're going to go around. We'll say, all right. well, we all get a list. Uh, one, the thing we like, one thing we like the most about Texas. If somebody's moving here, the th- actually, let's start with the thing we dislike the most about Texas. And then we'll end with the thing we like the most, okay? Who you want to start, Joe? What do you dislike the most about Texas? We should let you end. <laughs> Hold on, we should let you end. It's not legal to where people that need it. Y'all can't see that, but I'm the air quotes doing the air quotes, just like Pat did yeah. last. Yeah, yeah, yeah but uh, air quotes. Uh, yeah, legalized marijuana. Yeah, that's that would be well, my damn thing yeah. I dislike. That's a very good one. Man, something I dislike about Texas. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, no, you know, I'd have to say probably, man, I don't know. You know, there's not much I don't like about Texas, but I, I guess it would, if I had to boil it down to something, it would be, uh, yeah, I would probably say how, how, how it's untexifying recently. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I think that that's really a sad thing to watch happen. Yeah, uh, you know, is is the the way that its politics are swinging very swiftly. Yeah, you know, I I, I, I like both of y'all's, and I really agree with the sentiment there. And I think mine actually is uh, that they don't do more to preserve some of the beautiful natural land here. I think like there's there's 
you know, I, I, I am more of on the side of, of private land and, and more on the side of libertarian, uh, honestly, but I've lived in places that had great national parks that protected them and state parks, mm-hmm. you know, and that was more of along the culture, man. And I'll tell you, I just, I would really love to see some of that. I think the protection of some of our rivers and waterways. And, you know, when you go to the state parks now, I mean, there's trash. People still litter. But damn, they're pretty clean. They do a pretty good job of keeping that pristine. And yeah. they're some of the most important places, uh, you know, from an ecological perspective that I love. I would love to see that. I wish they would continue to progress forward with that and have a little bit more state yeah. parks. Hey, you know, even Ron Swanson said that the Park Service is the only good, <laughs> good wing of government. The I only, totally agree. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. Yeah, it's the one good thing. Only productive way of Johnson is, but that's I like that. I like that guy. Swanson, oh man, Parks and Recreation. Did anyone else here watch Parks and Recreation? No, no, no. Yeah, I don't know. I've been thinking since Joe started us off, but I can't think. Like Carrie, I don't know. The I really don't. They could do that, yeah. I don't know one. That's, That's a good, good point. Yeah. The open carry. Constitutional open, carry. Or constitutional Let us do carry some would constitutional be nice. Sure, carry up sure. here. Yeah. Give us our full Second Amendment rights, you know? Yeah. yeah. All right, so Joe, what do you like about Texas? Favorite thing about Texas? Oh, man, my favorite thing about Texas. I don't know, you get up around Utopia and stuff, man, when the spring and the Sunflowers are out, and the blue bonnets are out, and the Indian paintbrushes are out, like right. you were talking about. Just the beauty of Texas, you know. You want, you know, it's got a little bit of every place in it. You it know? does. East That's Texas, right. North Texas, West Texas, South Texas, the Gulf. Yeah. I love the Gulf. Yeah, huge, like what, three hundred and fifty miles or something of of Gulf Gulf Coast. Mm-hmm. If not, maybe it's more than that, but it's a, it's quite a bit. You know, I would say, I would say. The beauty, especially here where we live in the hill country, you know. Yeah, because we're right on a, a huge geographical divide, geological yeah. divide right here, you know, where the hill country meets the plains, meets the, the coastal plains yeah. and the northern yeah. plains, you know, and west Texas. You know, you like out in the hills, you see uh, like a west-facing hill will have like cactus and so tall. And then the other side, an east-facing hill, will have all these deciduous oak trees and be like ferns and things like that, you know, east-facing and west-facing it. It just changes on one side of a hill. It's amazing. I love that. You know, it's cool. That's That's a good one, Joe. That's a great one, man. I love that. And you know, for me, man, my favorite thing about Texas, uh, you know, I think he he stole it right out of my. I was gonna say the hill country. The hill country country. is my favorite thing about Texas, man. It's beautiful out here. Uh, You know, it's it's just. I mean, you hit it on the the nail on the head too. It's just. It's such a. It's a cultural. It's both a cultural and a geographical uh, oddity right in the middle of Texas, you yeah. know. And uh, and also another, you know, I got to throw it in there, you know, I'm a fifth generation Texan, you know. So, I mean, we, one, one other thing I have to love about Texas is just the history. You know? The history is yeah. deep, yeah, I would agree. I, yeah. I like the variety in Texas. Like you said, like the geographical, there's, there's all types of variety in the culture. The music is like that. That showcases it as well as the land. I woke up still not dead again today. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love that song, that's man. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a. And yeah, it's Willie Nelson. He wrote it with uh, what's that guy's name? Cannon. Um, oh, I can't remember his first name. Buddy Cannon. 
They both they co-wrote that song. It's a great song. Woke up still not dead again today, man. But uh, the music's great. But even I mean, do you remember there was an old there was a rap label from the early two thousands called Swisher House, oh, and they yeah. were grassroots and came up from Houston, man. So the music in this state is diverse. People don't like. There's Tejano. Yeah. There is folk. There's country. There's bluegrass. There's blues. There's you know old R and B. There's rockabilly. I mean, you can find every type of music in this state, and I have ventured through a lot of it. Trust yeah, me, you like can find every Allman kind. Brothers, uh, yeah, freaking Beyonce. Beyonce's from Flacco from Texas. Minutes, yeah, Flaco yeah. Minutes. Yeah, Los Lonely Boys, yeah. and George Strait was from here. Willie Nelson. You know, you have uh, Waylon Jennings. And and it just goes, dude. It goes on and on. I mean, it goes. Buddy Holly, Buddy, Buddy Holly. Holly, yeah, yeah Buddy it Holly. It goes on and on. Lightning Hopkins and oh, Stevie more Ray Vaughan. Than we even know. You know? It, it, not, to not to mention, it goes dude, on. Not to mention the the guys like you that aren't on the big stage. You're going to the little yeah, the guys that just smoke too like much that. dope and waste their life away. I know what you're trying to say. No, 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 <laughs> no because you play awesome no, music. No, I love it. And so song. you can't knock off all the little bands around That's true. this place that play the honky-tonks, that play the you know the rappers who aren't big time, but they're out there on on their little stage. Yeah, doing their you thing. You know, up. doing their thing and making their sound. And it's deep. It's, it's deep. The variety and the like music. Said, That's what a, I love. It's yeah. all of it. I do. I love that, man. I think it's we great. start talking Freddy about Fender, Texas. Freddie Fender and the Almond Brothers, and we could go on forever. It man. goes on. Yeah. yeah. It goes on. Shoot, man. Uh, uh, Janis Joplin. Yeah. I didn't know she was from Texas. <laughs> yeah, actually. Beaumont. Really? Beaumont, yeah, Texas, Texas, actually. Beaumont. Yep, she yeah. sure was, Holy man. Shit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. It really is crazy. Never, I didn't know that. So, what's your favorite part about Texas? Oh, I'm gonna man. End it. I was glad. I was glad. I'm glad I get to end this because there's a bunch, there's a whole list. They're like waving at strangers on the highway. Oh, yes. Yes. AGBs. Yeah, 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 okay. I like cowboy boots and the real cowboys, like, not the fucking hipster ones. Yeah, the yeah, ones who actually yeah. ride the fucking horses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're right. fucking bulldogging yeah. steers. Yeah, me too. All the original OG <laughs> the cowboys. Yeah, what about Bucky's? Can we throw Bucky's in Bucky's? there? I'll take Bucky's, Bucky's on there. Oh, man. You don't like Bucky's? No. no. <laughs> and the only reason why, the only reason why is I'm against Corporate anything. Yeah. Okay. Home Depot, Lowe's, uh, Walmart. I will say this: Bucky's, the the original people are from Houston that started that. They Good they're family. Family. They got, So at least it's a Texas corporation. But, but, they but, be but they, no, they're not nowhere else. Uh, only in Texas. Oh, only well. in Texas. Ah, not that bad. <laughs> but but watch your back, Bucky's. They were on to you. Don't. You know they already here. found a McDonald's and a dollar store on Mars. Come on. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I love that, Kevin. That's great, man. I love, waving waving at strangers on the highway. Done, oh well, roll on. Done. Drop, Drop a couple with more. Texas. You got um. <laughs> what what else? Don't tread on me. All this shit is straight Texas. The camaraderie. You could go anywhere in the world. And tell them you don't even have to say the say the United States of America. You could say Texas, Texas yeah. and they're gonna know where it is. And they love you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Who was it? Not to mention. Not to mention. Tell me where you can't go and say, "Remember the Alamo." Yeah, that's, that's right. right. And yeah. they and yeah, the history here is magnificent, you know? man. I mean, yeah. even the Indian culture. 
uh, that was not too. We're not too far removed from that. And that's and that's Mexico, crazy. Right, you were saying the Mexican culture, absolutely. Yes, the yes, the yes. We got yeah, no, yeah. absolutely, man. We I mean, got to mention that today is Texas Independence Day. Yeah, it's Texas right. Independence Day. Texas Independence Day. Oh, uh, the Spanish American War is a is an, an incredible thing, dude. And I I grew up. I mean, when you grow up in South Texas. You grow up with the Hispanic culture and the Mexican culture yeah. thick oh, all yeah. around, and I love it, man. I I I just love it. I mean, I I grew yeah, go up to Fiesta. All of my friends' parents always speaking like Tex-Mex, or you know, I mean, there mm-hmm. were some that didn't even speak English, man. And I I just I uh I really love that. You know, I think again, it's back to the variety. You know, you have all these these uh, cross cultures that just get along under the banner that like we are Texas. You know, and that, it's a beautiful thing, man. It really is. Uh, but it all started, right? I mean, see, that's what I don't like about deleting history, is that when you delete history, you forget that people from all, every side died for us to have these privileges and to settle these indifferences. They'll die for again. us to have it. There'll be more people well, die for yeah, more freedoms. That's okay. right. Take away, take away the Civil War. Throw everything back to the American Revolution. That's all of our ancestors almost. Take away the Civil War. All of us, all our ancestors fought for this country in one way or another. Yep. And a lot died for it, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, and one more thing. Governor Abbott, legalized marijuana, dude. <laughs> all right, segment two, and Joe left us, but I think he might come... He might come back from the, from the depths in, of the right? darkness like yeah. The Undertaker used to in the WWF. Joe uh, might stroll back in, dude. You don't know. He's in the door with the black glove on. What an entrance, you know. He needs to wait till we have a video camera to do that. But uh, the segment is uh, is going to be about bicycles, on, especially on rural roads in Texas. And uh, I bring this up because I personally... I've had this happening to me a lot lately, driving down a rural road, 39 around Hunt, and uh, heading up towards Fredericksburg on some of those roads. I've, ha- I've seen a lot of, um, you know, bicyclists, and my thought on this is right in the middle. Like, I understand both sides of this. You know, to, to like, persecute or basically prosecute by not giving them space, somebody who wants to exercise and ride their bike places. Like, what is more going green than riding your bike around you know i mean i love that I, I think it's a great thing and i think it's great i think it's good but at the same time man like find a trail yeah exactly <laughs> man yeah. like it, it's really it's not really the fault of the drivers who are going around these turns at 45 miles per hour if you're going around a turn at the speed limit at 45 miles per hour and there's a bike around that turn and there's a car coming at you what are you supposed to do yeah i mean you're putting a lot of people at risk right there so i think you know the other thing is you know maybe have a bike that can go off the road and allow cars to pass when you see them. That's a way that we can deal with it like now, you know, like, right. you know, when you hear a car coming, use your ears and listen and, and, you know, you could save your own life doing that. I really believe that. Uh, but, uh, it, y'all have any thoughts on that opening up? No, I, you know, I, I agree with that. That's a really good point. You know, have a, I know that most street, uh, long distance, you know, bicycle, the, uh, I don't even know what the word for it is, but those bikes with the really skinny tires, are they called like street bikes or something like road that? Road bikes. Yeah, road road bikes, bikes, yeah. Those usually, I know they have those little thin tires, and so those bicyclists, they never go off the road, because they can't. If they do, they'll probably tear their tires up. That's a really good point, you know, to have a, have a, bike, a bike that can go off-road if you need it to. 
a lot. There's not a, there is no shoulder on these roads around here. Not really, you know, like not at all. It's like and, twelve inches. And yeah, you know, sometimes even when I'm like going over the hill, you know, to like Kerrville or something, that is, scary. that is scary, it's man. Scary, man. To, yeah. And it is like there all the time. I see bicyclists out that way on that road. They'll be parked out right down here on the main drag in town. You'll see all the cars with the bicycle racks on the on the back of them. That's because there's 50 bicyclists out somewhere on the side of this road here. It's really amazing that that we don't have more accidents than we do. Yeah, you know? and maybe I mean, that, we don't even know thing. how many we do have too. I mean, I mean I've never looked at the yeah. stats. I just, on I it. just pulled it up and it said that in 2020 there was over 700 pe- like 700 deaths. From cars that hit bicycles. Golly, that's way more than I would have thought, actually, to be honest with you. Damn. I I thought there would be more, to be honest with you, because that, I don't know. Every time I see it, it freaks me out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like you. I don't care if they want to ride their bike there. Like, that's that's nuts, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the other thing about this area from Vanderpool to Utopia, actually from Vanderpool to Garner, is it's actually a bike route, a road bike route. And I think if you're going to promote that as a state, I think you should have the adequate setup for them to be riding around on those roads, man. Yeah. You know, like, that's kind of a derelict, you know, obligation that went by, you know, a, 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 you know, just a mistake that went by right there of the of the government in some ways is to, to ba- you're basically welcoming people to come out here and ride bikes, you know, and, right. and by doing that. And I mean from Utopia to Garner. It's like right. the Utopia 100K or whatever it is. Well, from Utopia right. well, in that, that part of the world, it's probably safer... Than like the San Antonio or Austin area. Yeah, I mean maybe, but man, some of these yeah. roads—it's like oh, the speed limit's sixty-five and it's very windy. You yeah. know, like so you just can't see, you can't yeah. slow down, and it's two lane. That that's so no matter what road it is, and the city, you're right. I mean, the cities are a lot of a lot of cities are are becoming better set up for it. Kerrville has the bike path that goes all yeah. the way through the town on the river. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, but so we'll we'll go into this since we we're talking about that. There's also uh. The Trails to Rails, which is like 320 miles. We were seeing that. Uh, Dad keeps saying that. Rails to Trails, where they've turned in railroads into into bike routes. But how do you do that on places that don't have the old railroads? And, you know, I think really, I mean, man, I wouldn't mind, especially on some of these bike routes that, like, you're talking about in between Kerrville and Medina here on 16. There's no way. That's not a good place. That is just not a good area to be riding a bicycle, dude. There's just there's just better places. Right. That is a dangerous. It's dangerous for cars, you know. Yeah. It's a beautiful well, scenery for your death. I'll say yeah. No, this, yeah, that's uh, right. You go out in style, dude, for sure. This old rails to trails thing, one thing I'll say is that Bandera County ain't going to see anything of it because a little fun fact for everybody here, Bandera County is the only county in the entire state of Texas that does not have a single foot of railroad track ever lane. You know, you know that the, the, our guest last episode, Pat Kelly, hit yeah. one of his most popular songs is called "Right Back," and that's the line in it. Would I hop the train if this town had a track? <laughs> that's it, dude. For real, yeah. man. Seriously, it's true. Yeah, no, that's yeah. Uh, Well, I don't know about. I didn't know about it being the only county in the state, but that's incredible. Right. I know it doesn't have any rails in it, so. Yeah, well, a lot of people. Okay, before I moved here, there I had no idea that the. the where we live in Bandera County had the the steep, mountainous, like, hill country. Like, you yeah. hear of hill country. If you live in another part of Texas and you're listening to this, the, if you've never been to Bandera County, the hill country is incredibly steep. 
the the hills are like more like small mountains and it's incredible so it makes sense that there there wouldn't be a, a railroad track here man. yeah yeah that's like, true yeah I, before not, not I the moved place here, to go I never through. saw it like <laughs> i never i never would have imagined how steep some of this place was and it's it's incredible yeah it know? is it, it really is uh I mean, it's far from the Rocky Mountains or anything like that, but when you're in flat plains either way you go and you drive into this part, it's almost like you kind of hit these small little foothills of mountains, man. It's it's really beautiful, and I understand like the bikers who want to do that. I think actually riding your bike long distance like that is one of the most uh, exhilarating things. It's fun. It's a great physical challenge. I promote it heavily, and I actually, it's like one of the state parks, you know? It's like that. Like, I mean, if you're putting money towards things, man... If you, you know, I mean, make them positive for people, you know, you, you want to get people more healthy and more active, provide them with more spaces like that. I think they'll use them. You know, I do think people will use it and it will only promote healthy things. I'm for it, but I know that's expensive and I know you, but maybe start in places where you actually promote. There's like, there's a hundred K here. Like maybe put a bike path on the side of the road. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's a good start. And you know. Continue on with the the rails to trails too, man. I, I like stuff like that. Yeah, Except really Bandera County's out of it, but yeah. that's it. And hey, you know, like, like I was saying earlier, I, re- I really wish there was a way on that rails to trails thing that they could uh, somehow keep the rail and just slap those little rail cars with the push. Dude, push that, that'd be so cool. I'm just dude. saying, you know, hey, you yeah. know, like, look, come be a hobo, you know, just come push yourself. <laughs> yeah, stages, yeah. Man. You're gonna have a rail, a rail race. Yeah. I mean, you imagine how many people would uh, probably yeah, do, it, would do it, man. Do it. You know, yeah, you'd start having bumper bumper yeah. competition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that though. I think that'd be great and that'd be fun. But it's a, uh, it's great to have these conversations for sure. Anything I want to yeah. leave on? Segment two. If you are a bike rider and you you feel like you're the next Lance Armstrong or something, <laughs> don't be the cocky guy who rides in the middle of the road out here. Like, yeah, <laughs> there yeah. are kids that their daddies give them diesel trucks and they drive like freight trains on the highway and they will run you over. Yeah. Be careful. They're texting <laughs> their second girlfriend while they're freaking. You know, they're not even watching the road, dude. <laughs> you know, road, so just keep that in mind. Just keep that in mind. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh. I don't think I've ever uh, passed a bicyclist without saying 50 points. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> Louise. I love it, dude. That's great. Way to roll into, oh, way to roll into uh, yeah. segment three. Nah. Uh, segment three is, let me look at this, make sure I'm on track I here. I think this is going to be my least favorite. Yeah, this is, my, this is probably my least favorite because actually this is a good time. Kevin was here... Uh, a few episodes back, and and he said something that we are all just, you know, we skim past everything we all mostly say, but uh, he said something like, why do we even worry about, like, federal politics in our lives so much? Because it really doesn't make much difference, really, at all. I mean, if any, you see gas prices go up, and things like that do happen, but at the same time, I mean... Either way, you're living and still in the, you know, with the same opportunities pretty much, and it doesn't really change too much. So, here, here to that. I agree with that, and I think that's a great point to start this segment off because this one is Democrat versus Republican, the rut that I feel like personally we're stuck in in this country, and why nothing really does get done for people, and why people get sit, sit here and argue over these things is because we're stuck in this two minded. You know, you're either Republican, you're Democrat, you're either conservative or you're liberal. There's no room for any in between. Right. I mean, or you're, now they put you in libertarian. If you're in between, you're a libertarian. You know, everything has to be labeled. 
and categorized, I, yeah, put in yeah. a certain certain little box, and mm-hmm. you're in this little box, and and then somebody, okay, here's the thing that I don't like. I'll I'll get this out of the way. Hate me if you want. I've never voted before. I don't plan on voting ever. I don't think it fucking matters. I think if it mattered, they wouldn't let us do it. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I I agree. I agree yeah, with you. I do not yeah. disagree with that. Here's here's my put on the Democrat versus Republican and all this shit. It's it's all based off of old systems that are their the the systems need to be changed. Like adding another party is not going to change anything. There's so many people out there that they they don't have a dog in the fight. They don't care. And then whenever whenever it comes time, like their talking point. Will it will get brought up eventually in the news in the in their in whatever outlet that they're getting their news from? Most people aren't looking at newspapers anymore, but social media or or whatever Yahoo News, MSNBC, Breitbart News, wherever the fuck they get their information, they're gonna get it. They're gonna see it. Something's gonna tick them off, and then they're going to side because they're like, I can't do anything about this, but vote. But the vote doesn't fucking matter like yeah, this year was an right. obvious and blatant like it was just blatantly put in front of you <laughs> that's like, exactly what trump like, did he drew a lot of light yeah. to that with this last election this whole thing was absolutely and why truth, yeah. why it hasn't been brought to light before or why people haven't just like said fuck this like did, didn't they start this fucking system whenever there was 13 states yeah <laughs> yeah 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 come on yeah no. like, what the fuck yeah, that, does, that does well, make you know, sense to me and you know, you were talking earlier about the labels, you know, and I think that I think that what you can do now is, I, I don't even like to say so much like Republican versus Democrat because honestly, those moderate Republicans and those moderate Democrats, I've said it a thousand times, I'm going to say it a thousand more times on this show, on this show eventually, I'm sure, but the the moderate Republicans and Democrats, they're the same. You can't tell the difference between the two of them anymore. You really can't. The moderate establishment Republicans and Democrats, you cannot tell the difference between the two of them. They're just wanting to go back. They just want to sit back. They want to run the John, uh, the uh, the Joe Bidens and the Mitt Romneys forever and ever. Nobody rocks the boat. They hate that. So they hate it. When you when you bring up throwing in a third party or something like that, you're talking about rocking the boat. You know, we've we've juggled. Democrats and Republicans for 150 years. They've got the they've got the gig down. Donald Trump, he rocked the boat. He came in and he kind of shook the Republicans. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you agree how okay. they're rocking the boat. Exactly. Yeah. But exactly. that guy wasn't a politician. He, boat. Yeah. he wasn't he a was politician. He was not a politician. Right. That's why. Exactly. That's why the. That's why they don't want that. He wasn't a a uh, Mitt Romney. He didn't fit into know? the box. He didn't and, fit and into I'm their telling schemes. You, I'm telling you, man. I mean, when you. What you're seeing right now in America is you, you're seeing the radicalization of the left and the right away from the moderate. See, for decades we've had the moderate Republicans and the moderate Democrats. You know, you're you're conservative, you're you're more conservative Democrats, and you're and of course, and then you're you're really conservative Republicans. But now what you're seeing is this shift in both directions. Everyone's uh, polarization. That's the that's sure, the word yeah, I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah, it's it's all going to, to left and the right. There is no more Republican and Democrat, I don't think. Now what you're seeing is more of a liberal versus conservative, but that can't be covered by 
uh, Republican and Democrat anymore. I don't think. Yeah. You know. Uh, I do agree, and that's actually why I said I did. I did try to also say not you know Republican, Democrat, and conservative versus liberal because right. I do I do totally agree with you, and I also agree with Kevin in a sense is that I think that I was thinking about adding parties. I mean, what do you do when you add parties? Parties are, are, are a collective thought that you can't leave that base. It doesn't allow you to leave that base. The platform has its own foundation of rules, basically, when they're created. That, like they say, okay, this is our party. This is what we stand for. This is what you vote for. And that candidate has to come in and fit that, even if the times change. And they always change. Right. They continue to change. And uh, so the only way to really have an effective party system to, to me, is to date for them to continue to change and have. I mean, you should have many, many parties. There should be new parties popping up every ten years, new movements, new generations. I mean, I think the, the the whole system, the whole system, is flawed to the point of, um, to the point where it cannot be corrected again. Like, it, you no, cannot fix you this. Like, and the only way to fix this is to try to formulate some different system. But in order to do that, you have to crush the one that is here. And how do you do that? Like, there's no... I mean, you okay... Let it, you let it crush itself. It, it will. It's going <laughs> to. It it's going to happen. You know, well, yeah, well, well but the only problem is, the, the, now, now when you tie into that, now you talk about the establishment people. They're not going to let it just crush itself. They're going to actually expedite it along and say they're saving it. Right. And they're actually going to come in hints... COVID-19, mm-hmm. lockdowns, and holding people's business They're going to try. Yeah, Look, it, well, exactly right. What yeah, happened exactly at the White right. House, and, and they can call it an insurrection all they want. Whenever a real insurrection happens with, with, with weapons that are designed for insurrections, then, then it's going to be the, the crumbling of this system is going to begin. Yeah. Because that was, that was far from a fucking insurrection, yeah. a bunch of people marching around without any guns or anything like like that was that was not an oh, insurrection. Yeah, no, absolutely this, that not. is just that was that's absolutely the boiling not. point. And what, now, yeah, exactly right. Whenever, that was like a measure of saying, hey we we are here and we are present. You know, right. that's more of what that was and and again I believe that, you know, there was a lot of independence that went and, and for the most part for the for the majority of people that went to Washington that day, they did not storm the Capitol. Right. You know, a, a a good majority of people are a good number of people did but the majority did not you know there was a lot of people there a lot to of show people just stood on the steps sure. and, and they were there in protest or, yeah, or, or left or was. left right after uh the speech or only marched over and then and then right. saw that it was happening and didn't want to get involved there was there was a lot of different aspects to that i'll tell you what it wasn't it wasn't as bad as they wanted to make it seem and again when the establishment does that that tells you that it, it just right. believe the opposite. I mean, you know, it's it's like it's like, you know, everything they said about Donald Trump, though he's he's very imperfect. I'm sure we can all agree we all are. Right. Uh, but he was not what they said he was. He's not a racist. He's not a fascist. Actually, right. he's actually more of a capitalist than a lot of the yeah. the old Republicans that we knew growing up. You know, he's and a gangster, uh, dude. no, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, he's a gangster, he is, man. he is. But what he's not is he's not someone that's going to bring everybody together. Right, and that is absolutely apparent. And that is what you're saying is, and I agree that, and we've actually talked about this. So we kind of, you know, we love to get your input too, Kevin, because we have talked about how there is really no save. I mean, this ship is. I, the only the, what I'm starting at is the only way to say, the only way that this could possibly be 
kind of kept together as if a coalition of parties come together under like an American platform. Just say, we're, we're, we want to help the country. We want to work together. We're not going to sit here and bicker with each other over carelessness. We're going we're gonna to try to you know, fix some of these problems we're created. We're not going to be popular because it's not going to be easy. We're a bankrupt country, essentially. I mean, and really face the facts. Be honest with the people. This is, that's, but here's the other side of this. That, that is the other reason that I think we're, it's sad but true is that the individual in this country has been broken down. Like, the, from the individual level, people are not healthy anymore. Man, look, and this is can, a real problem because they don't feel... have any... They don't have they don't have good spiritual health for the most part. They don't have good mental health for the most part. They don't have good physical health for the most part. And when you're trying to, you know, have a movement in a positive direction, it's very hard when you have a decaying society in, in oh, some yeah, ways, very, you, know? you know? The the moral decay of our society is just like we we've said it we've said it a few times already it's it's beyond repair i really believe i think on the last episode i talked about how uh, you know as a society we've gotten ourselves we're 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 asleep you know on a mattress you know and we've got ourselves into that nice little groove we've got a groove in that mattress and we're so comfy and we're just what i was just talking about how that you know the moderate republicans and democrats don't rock the boat you know on the last episode i talked about how if you the, the only thing I think that's really going to change us as a society at this point is if something or someone literally comes along and flips us, flips that mattress over and gives us absolutely no choice but to get up out of that mattress. Yeah, I think and, that, uh, that's and, coming. Man. And that's why, that's why these moderate Republicans and Democrats are always saying, don't rock the boat, don't rock the boat. Because we are in a boat. Society is. It's like you're standing on top of a canoe. Yeah, it's, it's a fine balance. Okay? It's a and fine balance to make society We've lived now for work. 80 years above our means in this country. We've created this society that we think is invincible. We think it can't end. They won't let it end. That's what... I don't think most people think this society is invincible. What I think most people think is that they think that they, as in the establishment or the government or whoever they want to think... Will save them. Will save them. They won't let it end, Right? You know, every every time you bring up something like, "Oh, this is going to happen," people say, "Oh, they won't let that happen." You know, yeah. like you just like, believe yeah, who the is safety yeah, that is going to be there forever. It's like, oh yeah, you know, it's like I'm sure a month ago, if I'd have told you, "Hey, man, here in a few weeks, uh, there's going to be a real bad winter storm, and you know, like the entire state is going to lose power," they someone would have told you, "Oh, they got back. They up. won't let that happen." Yeah. yeah, no, come on. You know, this is if anything that should have shown us. You can't always rely on the on the government or any sort of a social organization to pull you out of it, man. Yeah, you know, and it goes the same with all of the little comforts and conveniences that we all take so for granted in the society we live in. Yeah, no doubt. The y'all said y'all said this multiple times whenever y'all were speaking. Establishment, well, the establishment that the they don't want another form of anything going on and it's brewing like it's it's brewing both sides are i i would i would think i don't know democrat republican that's what we're talking about i think that both sides of of these party lines are a little upset that they can't hold a conversation with somebody without um you know i don't know if it's cancel culture or the shit that people are being programmed to yeah, think yeah they're that Oh, you don't agree with me? Well, fuck you. Yeah, like yeah. that—that yeah. that shit has got to stop. Especially, yeah. 
on a governmental level. On a smaller level, like we should be able to talk with somebody, even if you, even if you're straight up conservative, you should be able to have a conversation with somebody who's liberal and gain something. Both people should be able to gain something from each other rather than what you see going on. What you see going on is people are pissed off. And they're pissed off because the establishment... I'm pulling a Joe. I'm doing the air quotes. <laughs> yeah. <The> air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the air quotes again. Okay, the establishment is, is keeping us there. They're keeping us, the people, the, the people of the United States of America there by pitting us against each other. They're not trying to make things better. They're actually... They're okay. So what? Are, what are they calling people now? Domestic terrorists? Yeah, that's calling, insane. Oh, that's yeah, insane. They're calling man. citizens I mean, that's so crazy. just because you disagree with somebody. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't even have to be on a on an outrageous or um, like anything major, like on a major scale. I mean, you can, can we just, just disagree? Can we and just like, pause? They can, label can we you, just pause for a second and think about that? They can label how far it's come. Oh, really? they, 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 they can. Yeah. They, they, they are. They are really making laws to where they can label te- domestic terrorists. Yeah. In this country, I mean, that is. I guarantee you, all the boy, Muslim people crazy. are like, "Yeah, motherfuckers." Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we warned y'all. No doubt. Time, no doubt. There's a lot of Muslim that. Americans Absolutely. that are like, "You yeah. motherfuckers, yeah. trying to tell you, you gonna learn." Yeah. That's right. That's right, man. You know, yeah. I think when the individual changes, everything will change. You know, and that's really at the end of the day, I believe in my heart that that's really the only change that can ever really be made. Like the way people speak to each other and do. You're right, man. I've always, I, I like, had this conversation with an older gentleman one time, and he told me that he's like, "There's a, there's a good, there is good in every single person you will ever meet." And there is extreme evil in every single person you'll ever meet. And what you decide to pull out of people is up to you. You know, and that really is. You know, what you decide to take from somebody and, and see in somebody, that, that is your perspective and that is yours. You know, and, and what you do with that is, is up to you. And so many people's perspective is being manipulated today. Because there's so, you know, we can, anyone can put out a podcast, you know, and people take it for granted, you know, I mean, they take advantage of it, I should say, they, you know, and and I don't think it's the podcast and stuff doing that, they're having, trying to have open dialogue more, in my opinion, I think it's really the old, the old media that you see that is really stirring the pot on these issues, man, I mean. Not just the old, though, the new, because they're, they're censoring people on the new shit now, like the podcast is like, kind of like the new wave, and I say new like it's Twitter been around for years, and, like yeah, that. yeah, like the internet. Right. But the internet. it's it's the new like freedom yeah. of speech, like yeah. without being censored. We can sit here and do this and have this conversation, and God knows who's gonna listen to it, if anybody. But yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. one day somebody will listen to it. Damn, right. those guys knew what the fuck they were talking <laughs> yeah. about. Damn, like, Joe with the air yeah, quotes. Yeah. Like, God damn. <laughs> Joe, Joe was right. Legalized weed. <laughs> <laughs> he was ahead of his time, man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, it was but, a trailblazer. Okay. The, the anger. <laughs> speaking of this, speaking of the legalization stuff, I want to get on this. Democrats, Republicans, um, whatever the third, what did you call the last one? Libertarians. Libertarians, and then the people like me that don't vote, everybody can get on this train. We need more um, mushrooms. <laughs> if everybody, y'all need to look up Paul Stamets. I've been on this, I've been reading all kinds of shit, dude. Paul Stamets is... Like, he's a genius, man, and he's been doing it ever since he had his first mushroom trip, 
and and he's like devoted his life like over 40 years to researching mushrooms and how they affect people and how does like, he say like the microdosing as well or is it just well that's like that's just a small little piece of what he's doing like yeah he's found that he's found all kinds of things like and i'll touch on a couple of them real quick for everybody democrats republicans everybody the he's he's researching shrooms and how they different types of mushrooms um can be used to to heal like some of them are helping in healing cancer and then like that that was a big one i think it's like a turkey tail mushroom and putting some of that into some different types of cancer treatments um helped his even his mother eradicate her breast cancer like without having to go through some of the harsher treatments and then there's uh bees so some of the studies that i've been looking at of his and i i haven't I mean, I can't tell you all the technical terms and stuff that he has, but um, some of the mushroom, I think it's a lion's mane mushroom. They're mixing it with um, sugar water or something and and maybe one other thing, but bees that are losing their wings from um, like a virus that came over here from China. (laughs) Appropriate, huh? Yeah. Not called (laughs) Corona. Yeah, (laughs) It's like a little parasite that (laughs) gets on a bee and then Uh they take it back to the hive and it infects all of them. And it, it kills their um, their wings. Like the the fibers in their wings are not strong enough to carry them as far as they used to. Yeah. But what he has found is that if you put this lion's mane mushroom into their feed or into whatever they're feeding on at their hives and stuff, it strengthens in it and it kills the virus. Yeah. Like killing viruses with mushrooms that are found and growing everywhere. Like, all yeah. around us. What's this like, guy's name? Paul Stamets. Paul Stamets. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I'll look it up. Yeah, I I, um, I think there is a lot to that. And I, again, we can't move forward as a pe- as people if we have if, if we have this problem of, of t- just a very narrow way of thinking. You Adver- know what I mean? Adversarial, like, yeah, against and, each other. And just narrow. Just everyone thinks, you know, they're stuck in their own ideology. They're like, mushrooms. Ha! <laughs> mushrooms you, you know i mean there might be people that yeah. think that it's like i mean they don't even open their mind to the possibility and even if you never touch a mushroom it's just to know that maybe it helps people that are in a different perspective as you and that's a good thing yeah you know? so I mean, okay damn. so i was talking about like the the healing powers of them that he has been there's also i mean he has it in his research he's got like um percentages down to the percentages of how one to two trips a year like whenever I say trip, like a, a psilocybin mushroom is the one that takes you on one of those experiences. Yeah. One to two trips a year reduces the the anxiety and makes people less confrontational, less likely to commit crimes. Like he's been doing this for 40 years and barely, barely, like recently his studies are in like all the major colleges that you could think of. They're finally the government government scary fucking that they're on board with it now like yeah how are we yeah. gonna profit and keep this out from yeah people's hands? really you know how are we gonna keep this from helping manipulate people? this <laughs> well, this is all our research now like, yeah but no like in all of the major colleges everywhere they they have uh the ability to study it and they're doing like clinical trials yeah. on people well, research is the knowledge behind it for sure man and i i'm i'm all for it man i'm all for natural medicine I mean, I t- when I take, like, vital herbs, like, uh, natural herbs, you know, and supplementation, you know, and things like that, and I truly believe in it, and even the way that you eat, you know, is, like, that's, like, medicine to you. I know yeah. it's, it's it's old as, 
as, as civilization, right? Food is medicine, essentially, and uh, these are things that are very interesting, and I think they help your psyche. I think they help everything, man. And and to turn away something like mushrooms is but really it goes, it's, he it's crazy. Down, I, you got to look them up. He yeah, goes, he I will. breaks Paul's down like the um, like the mycelial components, and mycelium is what makes everything. Yeah. But the, in a fungal form, it's he. I heard him say it many times. Like the um, in one square inch of mycelium. There can be over eight miles of fiber, like like mycelial fungal fiber. That so is crazy. And the, and the biggest, yeah, think about that. Yeah, that's one crazy. One square inch. That's crazy. Like, that's how, how much growth and everything is there. And then they, they found, like, this, they found this mushroom that was in a, in bedrock from, like, I don't know how they dated it back, but it was, it was published in, um, I think Nature magazine, which is like highly esteemed, uh, that the mushroom was here. I don't, I don't want to misquote it. Like some right. kind but of, but a long ass yeah, time, a long <laughs> fucking much more longer than humans had been on the planet. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's yeah. a like, like mushrooms and and that stuff was there. So he's like trying to break down how can this help us? How can we? How can we use this to help us? And love it, man. I don't love know. it. I'll look him up for sure. And I, I think, bet you, I bet you, I've seen some of his work before because I have. I've seen some of the work within like mushrooms and, and healing, and I bet you some of it's his work. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. But uh, you have well, any closing? I mean, yeah, I mean, the Ice Man. You ever heard of the the Ice Man they found in like the Himalayas? The yes, the he had he had the he had a pouch. It was and a in mushroom that pouch. pouch. There was he had no mushrooms way. in this pouch. No, 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 no. no. It was okay. a it was a mushroom. Pouch. Oh, it was a pouch made out of. Yes. Like, oh, really? Paul Stamets' but, hat. He wears a hat that's made out of that exact same mushroom that they found on the Iceman. Really? And the reason really? that they he had, had it, psychedelic mushrooms in that pouch as well, man. I didn't know he, that. Yeah, uh, he had. Uh, I bet you he. That's why he was up there. He was tripping balls. Tripping balls. just like, damn, it's cold. Tripping balls and making bags. They break down like some of his hypotheses are about the the mushrooms and how we transferred from, um, like, uh, what what do they call it? Whenever you're, I don't know, your evolution. How we how we came from monkeys and he's like the monkeys or the apes or whatever were. Think about it. They're tracking these animals as they're starting yeah. to progress and what do they find in the animal dung? Mushrooms. Mushrooms. Mushrooms so yeah. as they're eating it, they think that and and it's a he breaks down the difference between the hypothesis and the theory behind it. But the the guys he thinks that the or or some of his colleagues think that them eating the mushrooms expanded the brain so fast that that's how we went from like monkey ape form into um, yeah. early what, what how we developed more from from magma. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But the brain structure expanded and I mean they have proof of all that from fossils right. and, and everything they've been studying, but if think about it, dude, if, if fucking monkeys are eating mushrooms and their brains expanding that fast Gotta be all right for Democrats and Republicans to have a little yeah, taste. Right, and it all wraps back around to that. I was just gonna say, we'll end it right here. Is that uh, look at what the Republicans and Democrats have done? They have driven us to mushrooms. <laughs> all right, this? segment four is uh, it doesn't really have much to do with Texas, but it does have to do with something that we were talking about. You know, it's like. It's like if we're sitting here saying like, oh, our country is kind of in trouble, <laughs> it doesn't look like there's like much of a way out. It's like that's a really doomed type of a scenario. It's like 
you know, makes you think that like all civilization is going to just fall apart. And, right. you know, I don't really believe that. I think that like boundaries are a thing created by man. They have changed so much over history and even recent history. It's amazing how much boundaries have changed. You know, yeah. you were talking about it. I mean, Spaniards have lived in Texas and this part of the the world for a long time, you know, right. and, uh, I mean, again, lines have been drawn in the past hundred years, so it's not abnormal. Right. But uh, I do think that, you know, another thing that Levi has touched on a lot in the past is the the big difference today that we're dealing with and what makes this unique for us right now is I think the divide is coming a lot from, from rural versus urban. Yep. You know, I really do see that more and more, that a lot of this divide seems to be that way. And uh, though I, I hate, like, I hate to even use the word divide and just the way I see it, you know, like when you look at the voting and stuff, it's always like urban versus rural, right? And uh, I think when you when you look at like some, maybe some of the solutions is like, you know, government kind of coming back to the, lo- the local areas. And so there was this movement that I, I tapped into and it was, uh, they're calling it, it, the website is greateridaho.org. Yeah. And it's basically, I think, five large counties in Northern California and a lot of Oregon that want to join Idaho, basically. Yeah. You know, there's movements to have sign a petition. Basically, they would have to sign a petition, and if the petition gets signed, then it will come onto the ballot. And then it come onto the ballot, then they can vote to uh, go, you know, be a part of Greater Idaho is what they're right. calling it. And the reason they want to not become their own state but join Idaho is because the political process set up today is much easier for them to do that. And, you know, there are people who think that this is actually a possibility. You know, I yeah. don't think it's too far-fetched. But I also think in the future it's a very good possibility you'll see this, whether it's right. by law or not by law. Yep. Um, but a couple of things to me that stand out, and I'll toss it over to y'all if you want to say anything about this, is it would be interesting that all of a sudden Idaho would have oceanfront property. Yeah. That is very true. And I wonder, I know in, in those parts of the country there are a lot of state parks and national parks, and I just wonder what happens to those. That comes off to like my head. Like, you know, they just kind of keep those. Now Idaho just maintains them. And, right. You know, they take... The people who worked at those national parks now pay taxes in Idaho taxes, not Oregon taxes. I mean, is this, you know, that's kind of interesting, right? Right. Uh, so, but I don't know what y'all think about it. No, I think I think it's a great thing. You know, uh, I think that representative government, you know, it, it was the real experiment of this country. It really was, you know, was not, under, you know, democracy. Democracy is an old thing, you know. Democracy's been around since Greece, uh, well, what was really supposed to be special about our country was the idea of representative uh, democracy. And that was one of the uh, big bailouts that was supposed to be one of the big saving uh, foundations of our country that would hold it together through this federalist system. The idea that we would have this central federal system, but it would be operated by this representative democracy, these representatives from different parts of the country, right? And uh, I think that a lot of people in the past few decades have really started to feel like that system is failing. Like there's just too much representation in one centralized location. Well, I think that there's some people who probably also feel like the, like the uh, representation just isn't distributed the way it really ought to be. When you look at like culture and, you know, the people's way of life, rural versus urban probably plays a lot into this 
I, I, I didn't look exactly at the map that's trying oh, to... Oh, man, uh, it, yeah. does. it does, it does. It's, Yo, it's you all will see versus it. urban, it I'm is. sure. It really is. I'm sure is. that that's it, the divide, because that's that's the real divide between I mean, there are there, there are some there are some larger towns right that do get caught up in it, for right. sure. But, uh, like, Portland yeah. is cut out, basically, uh, I mean... <laughs> But, I mean, you know, if you look at some, like, representative, like, district maps, you know, they can just be so crazy. But that, I mean, that I, was a product of gerrymandering. Gerrymandering. Yeah. I, I was just about to bring that up, you know, gerrymandering. But that can, you know, that kind of thing can happen for, for any kind okay, of Okay, but order. gerrymandering is basically politicians trying to persuade the boundaries of voting, right? Not right. trying. They, no, they, they do. They, they, they do. It but, was like, okay, you have... And honestly, it was back in the day. Whenever, and a, a lot of it, not all of it, but so I'm not. I'm not trying to generalize everything, but a lot of it was because a long time ago, if there was a predominantly black neighborhood, or whenever they were starting, to, whenever they allowed the vote to them, as fucked up as that sounds, me saying they would just draw the line, go around that community, and say, okay, well, you lost. It didn't matter if they want, They were going to win the vote. They knew they were going By to changing, win the vote. Yeah. Right. And it didn't matter how much they went to vote or not. They just drew the lines, the boundary lines for what they could vote for and went around that community that was going to vote for whatever the cause they were fighting for. Yeah. And so they, they just, basically did it because they already knew what these people were standing for, right. so they knew just to cut them out. Yeah, exactly. just redraw you know? the lines, yeah. let them vote, and it doesn't matter. And then, okay, yeah. Ha-ha. Yeah. Like, and I mean, that, that, sort, that same sort of political game is going to play into this, too, because I'm sure that, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of people who are not going to want Oregon to lose whatever electoral vote. I don't even know how many electoral votes Oregon has. But, uh, oh, absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, think no, about the know, people and, in the cities that don't want to lose Idaho, those state parks. I can and... tell you one thing. Idaho doesn't have very many electoral votes. Yeah. And this might give it a few more. Yeah. You know? Uh, and, and that's a big... That you know, that's a big. It really plays into. It is a big story, actually. I think this is actually something that people should follow as far as what could happen in their areas as well, because this is something you may see more of. You know, it's like when you watch. Say that that if you if you do see this succeed, look for it to be like a floodgate being opened, because a lot of other areas in this country are going to be like, oh really? Oh, we can do that. Texas will be like, you know what? Austin, you pissed us off. <laughs> yeah. Oklahoma, yeah. you want to join Texas? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, hey, well, or a bit of other parts of other states could say, hey, we want to, you know, southern New Mexico. Hey, we want to join yeah. in Texas. You know, we, we don't want, we don't want, we don't want, we don't believe in these liberal policies yeah. or, you know, and you could also have like northern New Mexico could say, we want to join Colorado. Yeah. You know, I mean, you never, oh, you know, man. I don't know why they would do that. I don't mean, they, Oklahoma but, and Arkansas would probably be down for it man i mean i've seen yeah. so many like i've seen a lot of like these texit posts you know texit texas secede and stuff like that and every time i see one of those posts i go to the comment section and the comment sections are always full of okies and people from arkansas saying <laughs> let us come with you, you know? <laughs> yeah. let us come too uh, can we join i mean they're they're full of it man well i mean the you whole know, midwest like, yeah, you're invited but we got to keep texas as cool shit the whole yeah, mid right? the, the entire <laughs> yeah, midwest up to nebraska 
and Idaho. Yeah. Skip around yeah. probably Colorado, but even half of Colorado, the eastern half of Colorado. I want, I want the entire Republic of Texas back. I mean, I, you know, it used to stretch clear on up into Wyoming, man. We want it all back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is very interesting, though, and I think... Mexico's I, like, hey, well, us too. <laughs> I, think, I, I do think, though, if, if we can use any type of like semblance of a system to do this in a more peaceful way, it's more beneficial to everybody. But we talked about it last time, man, is the liberation and people on both sides want to be liberated from this system. They're tired of being controlled by this this system, man. And and uh, it's going to have to come apart some way. You know, they just can't keep going like that. You so know, Idaho's just, trying to like annex half of. Well, Oregon. Idaho's fine with it. Yeah, so Idaho's fine with it. Or, but what really started it was the counties in Oregon. Right. So right. the counties it's in Oregon. It's not that Idaho's want, trying to annex. Part they of will accept it. It's that the people in Oregon are trying to are go into so, Idaho. They don't feel like their government representatives. They feel like Idaho would better represent them exactly than Oregon. Right. And then Idaho and was so like, okay, they want to. They you know, want to join. So let Idaho. them. Like let them. Yeah. Let no, them I agree. I think it's a possibility, but I think what has to happen is they have to all they have to have majority vote you know if they get enough signatures and they have that majority vote and then i think i heard uh, a, a reporter that was covering the story also say that then they would have to uh, have congress without to pass it right but again if people have voted Exactly. I think at that point, I think they're not going to care if i mean right. you know no, we're, we're, if, we're on really if, weird times congress is losing its its it's diligence to have any control over anything. People just stormed the yeah. Capitol in a sense, like came and said, Hey, we're here. I'm not saying it was a, if they wanted to, that could have been a lot worse. You know, like these are trying times. Congress is not going to come in and say, these counties over here in Oregon all did it by the book, yeah. you know, and then we're going to step on them. There's right. no way they're going to do that. No. They don't have the power you know, to do I, that. I just got to say that I really hope that the, if the people who live here, or not here, but the people who live there in these counties that are trying to do this, if they do win the vote and then somehow it gets shot down by some political bullshit, those people should refuse to pay their taxes. Because that would be the very definition of taxation without representation. Yeah. Man, yeah, that's if these true. people <laughs> vote and they say, we have voted and declared that we do not feel represented by this government... Another good question. That is taxing. But you, the municipal that governs them is is going to say, like, no. They're not going to just well, let they them. They should stand on say, their no, like, they, you'll never, They'll never let them vote for it. Yes or no. Like, no. Well, it, could not be like the, it could be like the Scottish referendum, uh, the Scottish independence referendum. Does anybody remember that, like, five years ago? Most people don't. Because they had a big referendum in Scotland, they actually voted to secede, and then the, the Scottish politicians just didn't do anything about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just, exactly what's gonna happen. Like, yeah, just, like, yeah, yeah. Until people really start, like, I don't think anybody's ever gonna be to the point where, like, yeah, I wanna, I'm gonna give my life for this. Like, yeah. Oregon to Idaho. Well, I'm, I'm going to what. give my life. I'm an Idahoan. Well, but, but, but you have to think about that. You have to think about this is if they're being taxed way heavy, and they have been for the past, you know, how many decades, you know, like, I, I think I think that why these times are so dangerous is because people are starting to get to that point. Yeah. You think you they're know? like, I, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, really absolutely. Yeah, Dude, I mean, look, really well, hold on. How many people just... The the people that 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 walked up those steps into the Capitol, like you were saying earlier. Yeah. I mean, dude, 
They went prepared. No, it was not at all. <laughs> not an insurrection. But no, it was not at all. But what it was is it it was it was people from the working class that have jobs, kids, lives outside of doing that shit. They do not protest. Trust me. I lived in Santa Fe. I used to protest. I protested the war in Libya with a bunch of people who are probably Antifa now. Yeah. You know, and I would find because we're all anti-war. We don't want to be killing people. It's right. all cool. I'll tell you who was never there: are the working class people that work blue-collar jobs that have families. Those are the type of people, uh, in most part, that really did go to the Capitol that day. That is it. That should be. That, that should be an awakening to the system to say this is a real thing. These right. people are not kidding. You know, because that, no, I, to me it's one difference too between... These people need mushrooms. You know, I mean, damn. I mean, I don't even know really mush... You know... I'm sorry. I'm you know, I mean, I mean if, the culture, if the culture changes, the lines don't matter. You know, the lines could stay the same. We could have any type of system if people respect each other and, and, we, and we all work to get better. It doesn't really matter what you call your system. You know, right. it can work if the morale is good. This is the problem. The morale is, like, broken in half. And and so these lines, I think, they have to reestablish themselves or people are just going to move to where it's it's represented in the culture right. of each state. You know, and then, you know, does it spread? Right. You they're, know? Doing, they're doing that now. They're it's moving. already doing it. They're exactly. moving to, exactly. from California yep. to Texas and droves, Exactly, yeah. it is. And so when people enough people move to Florida... You know, does Florida say, you know, I mean, do Florida and Georgia come together? And, like, do we have pockets that really start to break out even larger than this? I mean, I think this is a movement that we will see more of. I don't think this is the last no, story no. we'll read like I, this. And I don't think, again, voting is very sketchy. But if you're ever going to have a right to vote, it would be locally in some type of referendum. That's the best type of vote, and especially a, a grassroots movement like this. Yeah. This is when voting can actually maybe work in people's favor yeah. uh, but again if it has to go to some hierarchy and power that can just vote it out after you voted it in then what does it matter at all but it doesn't matter thing, at all yeah the municipal powers that run oregon are not going to allow the vote to take place for them right. to join idaho that is and a then, possibility and then You're it's right. going to come to the point where how bad do you really want it? Are you are they are they gonna want it bad enough? Like we don't want to be a part of Oregon and the fucked up little district that they made downtown over there to 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 protest. What did they make? Like some kind of um, oh the uh, the zero zone no, or some the, kind uh, of um, oh that was the chop the Chaz the Chaz, Chaz. and the chop yeah, like, yeah the, I yeah. guarantee you that had something to do with all these people out there. Like please don't categorize us with those idiots. Well, over remember there. that stuff is still going on today. Yeah. That stuff has not Chaz, stopped. Chaz you look it up. You on. look that stuff up, man. It's still going on in Portland too. Another another thing about Portland and Oregon that has been such a it's such an interesting part of everything going on in this country is because that divide really showcases like rural versus urban more than any. Yeah. I mean, when the Proud Boys and Antifa have had their run-ins, which is like supposed to be right-wing versus left-wing, basically radical movements yeah. on both sides, which is formed because people have become radicalized, and a lot of their clashes have been in Portland. Portland has been a hotbed of these clashes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, does, it just goes to show what's happening up there you know, I think this is—I think this is a deep subject, and I think this is really, in large part, happening in a large part of the country right now. And except, like in Texas, it's a little less. You know, I yeah. mean, you can still go to and from the cities. I mean, you might after this mask thing just happened, 
you're going to go into the cities and you're going to see how many of those businesses still make you wear masks. Right. And even those those mayors and stuff are going to try to make you wear masks. I believe that. I believe yeah. you're going to start to see a real divide in this mask thing. But, uh, you know, other than that, I mean, in Florida, you know, I don't think you're going to – you don't see that divide as much. But a place like Oregon – where you have a city like Portland that is is very very liberal for better or for worse, right. and and but most of the state is 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 conservative, is is rural living conservative yeah. people, and and then you have another little pocket of the state that's university like by Eugene and some of those, and so you know this is that's where the political pressure will come for Oregon not to let that go, you know because they won't want to let go of the universities down there and. So it's already um, broke into the three well, little systems that we talked about last. You got like, okay, well, you, I, I'm a hippie. I moved here to smoke weed and just <laughs> chill, man, in peace. And then and then you got another class that's like, well, I'm here to create Chaz or whatever the hell y'all called it. Like, yeah. And then the conservatives out in the middle of nowhere, like, I'm here so you can leave me the fuck alone. Like, yeah. Right. You're already developing. But I'm these still little, smoking some weed. Yeah. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll smoke weed as an Idahoan. Yeah. yeah uh, I'll be, is well, Idaho is weed legal in Idaho? Yeah. That's all they care. And we we brought this up on the last episode. You know how really what you're seeing here in America is is really a battle between two cultures. And one culture, it's like I was saying yesterday on the last episode, one culture in the end is going to win because if we can, if we continue down the path we're on anyway, yeah. the one culture is going to win, and that's the culture that doesn't just care about itself it cares about everyone and it wants to it wants everyone to live just how they want to live the 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 other side like we're like you were just saying Kevin is, is people who want they, to burn it all yeah, down they, yeah, just, yeah, no, no, they just they just want to they just they care just about themselves they don't oh, care how oh, other people yeah. live they want to live the way they want to live as long as they're not hurting anybody else they're gonna lose <laughs> because those kinds of people Unfortunately, most of the time they wait for things to be on their doorstep. You know, th- this whole thing. Th- this will just be how I would how I would close this up. You know, is is that this whole thing is just a uh, it's an example that borders, be them national or state, borders are fault lines. You know, they're fault lines. They're pol- they're political and they're cultural fault lines in society, and just like Earth's fault lines. You know, when the poles start to shift, our fault lines start to shift a little bit. I guarantee you, in 50 years, the American map will look different. Whether it'll look different being split up into different countries, or whether it'll just be, maybe it'll still be the United States, but there'll be a few less states, some bigger ones that'll consolidate into each other, a couple that maybe split up, stuff like that. I can guarantee you, though, the American map will look different in 50 years, because political borders are fault lines that follow the culture. And I, I also don't think... Another big reason I think it will look different in 50 years is because I think that historically people do get pushed to that point of how bad do you really want it? You know, you could have asked somebody that five years before the American Revolution when somebody was sitting there at their... You know, and I know I harp on... I know I, I cling to the American Revolution a lot, but I cling to a lot of history, you know. But really... Five years before the American Revolution, you know, a lot of people would have heard some dude sitting there saying, "Oh, America should be independent from Britain," you know, and a lot of people would have been like, "Oh, shut up," you know, what do, you, what you know, that's never going to happen. How bad do you really want America to be? You know, are you going to shoot redcoats because you really want America to be, you know, yeah. independent that bad? Are you going to you going to go to war with the biggest empire on the planet? 
You know, a lot of people probably got shut down with that argument. You gonna throw their tea into the harbor? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) You know, and it came to a point in America where people were like, "Yeah, I think I am gonna throw that fucking tea into the harbor." Yeah, Yeah. I think I am gonna shoot some redcoats. You know, what you gonna do about a redcoat? It comes to that point, you know, and I really don't. I really think that human nature. I mean, the same kind of thing happened in this country just 150 years ago. How bad do you want the South to be independent from the Union? You know, yeah. there was a there, yeah. the, okay. The I only mean, difference there is like there was a there was a there was an ocean between the real enforcers, right, and the people that they were that were objecting. Yeah. So what I'm saying is the struggles for for what you're talking about is going to be way harder because whenever something like that starts to build right and and create um, create. Momentum, momentum, yeah. Then, then the forces and the powers that be crush it, right? So they're not going to allow anything to start building, just like they. Well, I think you're you're onto something right there. What you're going to see first before anything is a totalitarian police state. Right, exactly. That comes first. Everything will go. That comes first. The last time I was here, I said (laughs) it's it's rule of law. Oh, I mean, you're already seeing it too with Washington after after the way they they did that to Washington. Absolutely, you don't agree with. That's what comes first because we're sitting here talking about the great divide between the two sides. You know what we forget about is the mainstream in the middle that's still controls the narrative in this country and the way people think and the money supply and everything else you know those people are going to crack down and they're going to crack down hard on both sides and that's the thing is with Donald Trump they didn't have control they couldn't crack down do you know if what was going on with Antifa and everything in in this past year was happening under any other president I think they would have put the military in the cities I think they would have yeah, I think Donald Trump did not I actually think he showed oh, pretty yeah. good he restraints. He literally said during you know? his debate, like, stand by, as proud boys, stand by. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he Whenever did. I, saw but that I was like, what the fuck? But I'm saying, <laughs> actually, though, yeah, no, that was, that he was like, super, yeah. Like, stay, stand ready, stand by. Yeah, yeah. Did he just stand, fucking outsmart down, himself? Yeah. Like, does he <laughs> yeah. know what he's doing? Yeah. Is there some, you know... <laughs> I mean, dude, that was... Jesus, you were the mean, president, man. Yeah, no, that was... Uh, I mean, you know, they they uh, they lured... Trump has a big ego, though, and and, and he, he and the media are... Fight, he, they do, but it's not healthy for us, for him and the media to sit here and fight each other. I mean, it, it's just... Man, we live in times where we can study all of these examples of history. You know, and we can live so much easier and better with the knowledge that we have. And there are so many smart... I think there are more smart people and good people in the world than there are bad. I truly believe that. And it's just, man, people have... No matter what the outcome is, you know, if, if, a, if a portion... If Chop and Chaz want to do their thing, I, I really hate to see force and cracking down on people like that. Like, I mean, there's a lot of people in this country, like in Los Angeles, you know, the homeless population... That's a real problem, you know. Can it's you a just? Problem in Austin. It's a problem in Austin. I, I, I do. You can't just take these people and not treat them like people. I, I, I completely understand. I sympathize with that. But at the same time, uh, you know, I think that the totalitarian system does not see it that way. Like they don't see. They don't care about the left. They don't care about the right. They use whatever they, whatever movements going on at the time. They use it. And then they get in, and then they crack down. So if anything like that goes on, any type of uprisings happen with Joe Biden as president, I think you're going to see 
a massive crackdown oh, yeah. by the military. Like, I really think that you'll see it. I don't think any of that stuff's going to happen anymore, whether it's Black Lives Matter or whether it's people storming the Capitol or whether it, you know... I brought up the homeless people because, you know, people... You know, I mean, you know, you yeah. feel good about, like, standing for things you believe in, man. This system... This system doesn't care about homeless people. It doesn't care about black people. It doesn't care about white people. It doesn't even care about... It cares about money. It cares about its control over the world, the resources. I mean, you see that with bombing Syria, you know? Yep. It cares about having control in whatever interest they have in the world. That is all they care about. They don't care about your social shit. They don't care about your movements. If they said they did, they said it to get elected. Now that they're elected, they will not put up with it. Look at Cuomo. They said he was the best governor. They gave him an Emmy Award while he was freaking, you know, Why killing. Why are we killing. talking about this guy but, but again? Because, no, because it's 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 important. It's important to note this, man. I mean, this is this is what every this is what's going on in in in, in, our, in right in front of our face in our world, and it matters the same with with our uh, our political leaders and uh, it, whether you like it or not, whether you want to talk about this or not, or whether it people want to acknowledge it or not. This is going to come to your doorstep. It's at your doorstep, It's at our doorstep, but it's going to grow like a more of a, um, I don't know, like a Che Guevara movement. Like if yeah. something, it's not going to be a big momentum type thing that, that the establishment, again, right. air quotes, that word. establishments can crush. It's going to be like a Che Guevara type guerrilla warfare movement. And I said it, it's going to be a warfare. Like, yeah. no, I, I, think, I think that you, what you could potentially see is something more, more along the lines of like an IRA type of thing pop up in America. What is that? I don't you know. You know, the IRA, Irish. the Irish Republican Army. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, yeah, know, yeah. The, you know, they're not, the car bombs, that, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, that's well, you the called the Nashville. Right. I don't know what that yeah. was, but that was well, crazy. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. Yeah. Uh, what was that? We gotta have that as a topic soon. Jeez, I, yeah. we never even talked about that. We that did, was nuts. We that just went yeah. away. No, really, that really did get swept under. Yeah. Swept under wow, the that was nuts, man. Was I forgot about that. Uh, but uh, good luck to all the organs. Organs. Yeah, yeah. Good luck yeah, to them. Yeah, good luck to you guys. We really hope, man. That, really that good luck to everybody the, in this get world, the representation dude. Representation that you're looking for. This damn life, dude, that we live in is fragile and it's fucking short, dude. Oh, and again, bad. like. You know, we live in crazy times. I, I really, I think we live in very interesting times. You can't say the most interesting ever because that's hard to compare. But these times are not going to be dull you in can, the next ten years. You're on shrooms. <laughs> oh, that will definitely, that will definitely enhance the situation. You could say they're the yeah. most interesting time of your oh, eating some psilocybin. <laughs> Want to make me happy, Biden? And and yes, and just. A lot of people legalize, legalize marijuana yes. federally. Yes, Joe. The federal legalization of marijuana. We want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast, The Independent Thinking Texans. A lot of times, you know, we may not necessarily know what we're saying or doing, but who really does in this world? It's a busy, busy place. Thank you so much for taking the time, though. We do appreciate it. Keep thinking for yourself, always and forever. Have a great day.